You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. ABC Tonight. Special Agent Will Trent. Judge Bureau Investigation. I told him I'd bring my best. Will sees things that no one else does. Based on the New York Times bestselling series. But why Will Trent? He's good police and he's objectively hot. See crime. Put out an Amber Alert. There's a kidnapping. Through his eyes. He read that crime scene like it was a book. Ramon Rodriguez is. I'm a pretty observant guy. Will Trent. Series premiere tonight, tonight central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hey there, guys, and welcome to Fan Theory Queries, where we analyze fan theories from all over the internet, but it's mostly Reddit. I'm Laura. I'm Michael. And I'm Spencer. Cool. Um, so <laughs> I am cool. Week... cool. <laughs> I'm very cool. <laughs> How do you like that transition? Um, welcome to a new week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hope everybody's having a great week so far. Um, anyway, uh, I'm going to stop being awkward here and get to my theory, which impossible. is from... You'll never stop being yeah, impossible. <laughs> that's, that's true. Um, which is from user Leroyan Juan. And they say in G.I. Joe, Cobra was a CIA project gone horribly out of control and was aided by major American corporations. Mm. Okay. Yep. That's okay. how they be. <laughs> per the comics, Cobra was organized as a paramilitary group in the American city of Springfield. As it grew and expanded in power, it developed several partnerships, mostly with Mars Corporation, aka Destro's uh, business, um, and its PMC, the Iron Grenadiers, and extensive enterprises with Tomax and Zamot, uh, stated to be Coruscant ex, uh, ex-mercenaries. Uh, Sebastian Blood, who is said to have fought for Rhodesia, and Wild Weasel, who is said to have honed his skills as a pilot in the Rhodesian conflict. Now, I need to talk about the historical business plot. Uh, organized in 1933, a plot for a fascist overthrow of the U.S. government, which featured considerable participation from the American Legion, a U.S. paramilitary organization. Cobra is very similar to actual libertarian ideas of seasteading. Now, for the context, Cobra debuted in 1982. What was happening in 1982? A. The Argentinian junta had just been overthrown after losing the Falklands. B. The Rhodesian government had been overthrown. C. Ronald Reagan had narrowly survived an assassination attempt that would have placed George Bush as president. D. The Brazilian junta was on the brink of, of collapse. And E, the Junta of El Salvador was facing sharp criticism and sanctions from the USA over various massacres and genocides. Is there a choice F for all of the above? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So let's talk about Operation Condor, a real-life conspiracy to replace the governments of South America with fascist right-wing dictators. You guys, we're actually getting into real conspiracy theories on fan theory queries. That's weird. Yeah, this is interesting this is crazy. crossover. My theory, Cobra was originally meant to be an Operation Gladio stay behind uh, network for the USA to ensure a rapid restoration of order in the in the event of nuclear war. Cobra received not only the backing of Mars, but of major defense corporations. Evidence to support the defense industry backing. One, 
The Cobra Rattler is essentially an, a General Dynamics A-10 Thunderbolt 2 with extra nacelles and stole capabilities. Two, the Rattler is basically an Avenger AA vehicle. Evidence to support the Cobra is Condor. One, uh, the most famous unit of the Brazilian military is the Expeditionary Force, known as the Smoking Cobras. I don't know why they needed to put one, because there's only one piece of evidence. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So what is actually going on with Cobra? It's an alternate universe where disgruntled far-right CIA assets teamed up with South American dictatorships and the American defense industry to attempt a fascist coup in response to the Carter administration. They failed to get their puppet George Bush into office. They lost Rhodesia. Now they're coming home to overthrow the USA and establish a fascist regime. Wow. Yikes. That's scary. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. Um, So I'm going to... When I talk about this theory, I want to focus mostly on the actual, like, G.I. Joe Cobra side of it and take less on the actual... And not on history. Yeah, historical conspiracy theorist type stuff that they mentioned in here because Mm -hmm. that gets a little touchy when you start getting into that stuff. And honestly, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. Um, So So were you a regular... Did you watch the TV show a lot? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I, uh, my brother and I grew up watching the G.I. Joe cartoon. We had all the G.I. Joe toys. We played with them and we, we were neck deep in G.I. Joe and we absolutely that's loved pretty it. deep. And yeah. <laughs> so I, I wonder, well, I mean, they were little kids. That's so true. I mean, not yeah. that tall. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I wanted to know, like you guys, like, did either of you really get into G.I. Joe or no? Was that Absolutely not. No. I, I kind of figured, Laura, that you probably didn't. I didn't want to stereotype. <laughs> That's though. sexist. Thank <laughs> you. I appreciate that. Uh, no, I was not a G.I. Joe person, and yeah. my brother wasn't either. Mm. It wasn't a thing. Like, I don't even know what network did that show on. Um, I don't remember. I don't. I, I was too young to pay Sounds, attention. It feels to like a CBS mm. thing. For some reason, my knee jerk reaction would be CBS. But... I was going to say USA Network. Hmm. <laughs> I get it. So okay. um, I will reveal something about myself. Yes. Um, to everybody, to the listeners that do not know. And Laura, I've never probably explicitly stated this to you, but I'm sure you've probably come to the conclusion on your own. Um, growing up, Anything that was overtly, not overtly, but even remotely, I guess, uh, manly or masculine uh, did not strike my fancy, uh, tickle my fancy. <laughs> you like the phrase I use? Um, I did not and still do not uh, like sports. I have no interest in anything sports related. Uh, G.I. Joes are manly men. They are fighting. They tough. They tough. And women. And women, uh, they're sh- they're tough. They uh, fight. They're brave. I'm brave, but more I'm 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 brave in the toaster sense, not the soldier sense. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I mean, I had two older sisters, and just my dad was more like he liked his own thing. He didn't really care to force it on me, like. Uh, we force our geekdom onto our children. So um, we do not. It's just there and they like it too. That's true. 
they have the same genetics that you guys do, so That's they got true. the good stuff. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this true. this type of uh this type of intellectual property did not appeal to me, although I'm pretty sure I had maybe a G.I. Joe or two, but the smaller ones. I'm sure you did. The smaller ones, I think mm -hmm. I yeah. remember having. And I could vaguely recall a clip or two from a show, but that may have just been like a, a family guy gag or something. I don't know. Yeah, so <laughs> I I was initially into a lot of the stuff that you said that you weren't, Spencer, growing up, like sports and things like that. Uh, but there was a time when I was still pretty young, actually, where I just stopped caring about sports after I found the nerd culture mm. and was full on into that. But despite that, I never stopped loving like my GI Joes and like mm. Hot Wheels and and those types of things. Um, in fact, my uh, my grandmother handmade some parachutes for uh, my G.I. Joe action figures cool. and for my brother and I Aww, so that we could so like bundle sweet. them up and like just chunk them into the air mm. as high as we could and they would they would actually work like she did a great job oh, and they that was great down yeah um so G.I. Joe's were a big thing for me growing up like mm. they I was really into that because it was as close to being able to watch like the 80s action movies that I wanted to watch like that the I was 18. allowed to watch no, I, I did grow up watching the A-Team. I loved the A-Team. Uh, but like <laughs> like the the Rambos, the Predators, things like that, I wanted to watch oh, those okay. movies, but I wasn't allowed to mm. because I was too young and they were hyper-violent. So uh, my mm -hmm. parents steered me away from those. But they allowed us to to get into G.I. Joe's. So I this is going to take a lot of digging in my memory to <laughs> come up with facts for this because it's been a long time since I've really thought about G.I. Joe's. But I did at one time have a very deep knowledge in the lore of all the characters and how they were related and mm -hmm. all the factions and things like that. So hopefully I can remember enough to shed some light on these things. Did but you did you so just OP oh. specifically references the comics? Did did you read the comics? So that is one medium of G.I. Joe's that I did not get into. I never actually read the comics. Mm -hmm. um, my knowledge comes strictly from the uh, cartoon and just the information that would be on the backs of the packaging for the action figures and stuff like that. Did you watch any... each action figure had some facts and stuff about the character? Did you watch any of sure. the uh, live action movies? I did. And while I will fully admit that they're not like Oscar worthy cinema, I personally just from the nostalgia factor mm -hmm. thoroughly enjoyed both of the the first or the, it's the first two movies. Mm -hmm. I didn't watch the the new Snake Eyes standalone movie, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I I genuinely enjoyed them. I thought they were a lot of fun. They were a blast. They're not meant to be super deep. Like for me, they're just like the Fast and the Furious, shut your brain off, popcorn action flick movies, kind of like Transformers, you know, mm -hmm. and just and like Fast and Furious. Yeah, yeah, just something that I watch just to have fun and get a little adrenaline rush. You know, it's I'm not expecting to see Oscar worthy performances coming out of it. So I get yeah. enough adrenaline uh, rushes from my children. I'll take Oscar <laughs> performances any day. Yeah. Okay. So back to the actual <laughs> theory. You, I want to know what you guys think without having the knowledge behind it, just on the surface level of the theory, how viable do you think this is? It's kind of, you go ahead. Ladies first. Thank you. Um, I actually kind of, 
I like the first half of it that mm-hmm. this is um a paramilitary group funded from like private security made up of private security firms um those soldiers for hire basically that you can find nowadays that are sent to like Africa to fight in those civil wars and whatnot for American interests or mainly American business interests that totally works for me. I don't see it having anything to do. I mean, so, I mean, they're talking about this taking place in 1982. I wasn't born until Mm -hmm. 1987 and I don't have that much history knowledge of like the Carter administration and the Reagan administration. Uh, So I can't really speak to that so much of it having to do with everything that was happening in South America but I do like that idea of, because I mean, from what I know, at least like Cobra Commander, although he speaks kind of funny, he's speaking with an American accent. Like, yeah, Cobra are all American from what I know, correct? For the most part, yeah. There are some so, some points where they try to kind of force them into like a, a an evil, like Eastern European type situation but (laughs) kind of uh with some of the the characters but yeah it's for the most part they have american accents so what yeah so that that totally makes sense that they could be people that were forced into this by uh cia experiments gone wrong or Mm. uh or these corporations that are like you know this Government isn't doing what I want it to do, so I'm going to hire these people to take out our government and try to force a coup. Uh, yeah, yeah, works for me. I'm going to That's need I'm going to need a little bit of clarification or explanation of what Cobra actually represents and what they're other than being the bad guys to GI Joe. Like, what do they want? What do they do? Why are they bad? I mean, they're just kind of the stereotypical 80s antithesis of the good guys like they just want they want to take over the world they want to be in in charge of everything uh cobra commander wants to be the one leading the entire world that kind of situation so they're of not of course if you're going to do that you start in the US mm. yes <laughs> <laughs> they uh or the US is the world <laughs> yeah uh According especially at that time yeah um yeah. <laughs> but i I, like I said, I haven't read the comics. They may have fleshed them out further in the comics. In fact, I'm probably, I'm pretty sure they did. But with my knowledge and and the resources that I experienced, I would have to say they're just kind of very surface level. Mm-hmm. I want to take over the world. Okay. Yeah. So I'm just trying to distill this thing. So I'm mm-hmm. uh, make sure I'm tracking here. Here they're their points is that they have cobra has similar uh weaponry to usa weapons i looks like and mm-hmm. also the smoke cobra condor thing so that's it just a yeah, similarity so in their equipment and the yeah they're they're saying that they have similar uh equipment based on the backing of the defense industry which also supplies the american government okay and the gi joes um and then um 
they're saying that Cobra is Condor because um, the most famous unit of the Brazilian military is the Expeditionary Force, which was also known as the Smoking Cobras. Okay, so they use the same word? Yeah. And that's another point of evidence? Okay. That that all you have for I think thoughts? That's, yep, I think so. Okay. <laughs> so I can't say too much about what I think of this without giving away what my rating is going to be. So I'm going to read through some of these comments and then we can kind of find a way to land, uh, towards the end of this. On our so feet. yes. <laughs> um, from MTB eight, four, nine, Oh, two, one, Oh, uh, Cobra commanders background doesn't work, but one guy uh, couldn't do what the commander did. Uh, he could have, he could have taken it over, especially with the Freds and other cosmetic <laughs> replacements grabbing spots, not just in the official U.S. government, but Cobra itself. Is it supposed to be My, Freds or Feds? I think it's supposed to be Feds. That's why I, I think laugh. there was a typo there, but we're going to go with Freds <laughs> for now. Um, my my memory is the rank and my memory is the rank and file Cobra troopers stayed loyal to the fake Cobra commander along with the other <laughs> Freds no, uh, who were so dedicated uh, they gave up their identity to the cause against Serpentor who had the toys be- being discontinued. Okay, the, that Do you comment remember Serpentor? doesn't make much sense. I don't remember Serpentor. I'm not denying that character's existence, but it's not in my memory banks. So mm-hmm. um, probably not one that I I had. Um, oh, is a Cobra character from the Real American Heroes series. Interesting. He like, I don't remember. His whole costume looks like a snake. It's yeah. so weird. Hmm. Oh, yeah. I just looked it up. <laughs> That's crazy. I just I don't and remember like he that has character. Snakes around his legs. Yeah, he overthrew Cobra Commander and proved to be a more effective leader, but was ultimately more of a monster than a man. Wow, I I need to go back and watch that show because I don't remember any of that story. Um, Eventually, Serpentor was betrayed when Cobra Commander regained control of Cobra by using science to transform <laughs> him into an iguana, at least temporarily. <laughs> Wow, what? how do I not remember that? <laughs> I, I'm embarrassed oh, for man. you that you don't remember that. That sounds pretty memorable, but yeah. oh my gosh. Wow. This um, is nuts. <laughs> anyways, from uh, Stone Gold X, uh, if this was true, there's no way Larry Hama wouldn't have been explicit about it. Not that it didn't. Not that it doesn't work, but uh, no way Larry doesn't go there if that's what he thought. Uh, Then in response to that, Big Bacon Boy Pig (laughs) says, (laughs) Larry flushed them. I'm hungry for a sandwich. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Larry flushed them out, but he didn't create them. An exec at Hasbro did, Donald Levine. He served in the military. He he based the name on on a movie, the story of G.I. Joe. Uh, It was a pro-America propaganda during the war. G.I. Joe, the toys are propaganda too. OP was right in terms of it was an answer to anti-American views caused by things he talked about. The illegal things CIA did in South Africa for uh, South America, for example. Uh, Donald Levine later made a Bin Laden action figure for the CIA. He likely did have CIA ties. They're involved in all corporations. Oh, my. 
it's interesting. And then in, uh, bake, Big Bacon Boy Pig has his own comment separate from that that says, what if Cobra were secretly the good guys all along? Nah, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, interesting. Oh. Um, so basically they were saying that uh, it is possible because G.I. Joe toys were propaganda and if Cobra was a failure experiment or group from the CIA working in South America, it would kind of make sense because one of the creators has ties to the CIA as well. So, yeah, that's interesting. Okay. But. Okay. I am totally ready to rate this theory. Well, it sounds like we're ready to rate this theory. Wait, before we go to break, did you guys know that we sell cool merch like mugs, t-shirts, phone cases, and more, and that you can get our logo or one of our best quotes on them? Yes. Yes. Great job, team, because knowing is half the battle. Michael wrote that, not me. Monsters are as old as humanity itself. Monsters embody our fears. Yet, they help us define the boundaries of what it means to be human. We know most monsters aren't real. Yet, we can use monsters to learn about reality. Psychology, biology, folklore, literature, critical thinking. We're on a journey to learn about the world through the lens of monsters. And we hope you'll come along with us. Subscribe at monstertalk.org. How would you like to challenge your little grey cells while reveling in the vintage perfection of David Suchet's Poirot? If so, then the Labours of Hercule podcast was made for you. We're taking a deep dive into every episode of this masterpiece of television and giving you the clues you need to solve the case along with Poirot himself. We present the case and you solve it. Whether you're a detective in the making... Or if you just simply want to gush over the genius and art decodence of Agatha Christie... Then subscribe now now to the labors of Hercule wherever you get your podcasts. Michael, did you come up with that just so you could quote G.I. Joe? Maybe. Calamity most foul. What? Not you too. Imbeciles, thunderheads, why are great men always surrounded by lesser beings? See, Spencer gets it. It's fun. How about we just cut to the chase and get to the ratings? Yo, Joe! The highest rating that we have is genius. This is reserved for only the best theories, which we believe are better than the actual canon. The next step down is plausible. It's a good theory. It's believable. Unlikely is next. It's not a terrible theory, but pretty unlikely, as the name suggests. And then the last thing is preposterous. These are the theories that are just stupid. Basically, we're all dumber for having listened to them. I, if you don't mind, I will go ahead and kick this off. What if since, I do mind? Uh, too bad. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. He wrote his own transitions, and this now is, he's this just is gonna my do it. Now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Look at me. Look at me. I'm, I'm the captain now. <laughs> um. Yeah. So for me. As much as I would love to give this a genius, I I can't because they 
dip too much into actual conspiracy theory on this. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to have to knock it down to a plausible because what they said makes sense to me. Um, and especially being backed up by some of the things in the comments, I, I genuinely think that this is possible. This could happen. So for me, I rate it plausible. I, I agree with that. Um, I, I think that with the way that the cartoon show was presented, because I do have a little bit of peripheral knowledge of mm -hmm. it, uh, although I didn't regularly watch, I think that the way it was portrayed, and, and just a generalization you can make of many shows of the time period, uh, the time period, <laughs> uh, it's within our generation, but uh, <laughs> Cobra was basically a blank canvas and mm -hmm. you can paste any kind of label onto them so it is very convenient to be able to paste this label onto them uh i like i prefer though with the supposedly seemingly and possibly what was originally meant to be a surface level thing let's mm -hmm. keep it surface level of the first half of the theory of yeah sure they're this secret organization operating outside the realm of the United States government seeking to overthrow the U.S. government. Period. Statement. Declarative sentence. We don't need to go any further yeah. than that, really. I mean, come on. It's G.I. Joe. <laughs> We're good. Yeah. Uh, preposterous. This, I think this theory is preposterous. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, the evidence is non-existent, as I made clear earlier and um the fact that the prominent person working on it donald levine who is he again um he was well, let me go back to says the, that uh, he worked at hasbro right yeah he was he was an executive an executive at hasbro so donald created gi joe okay he served in the military okay yeah. So lots of people. So um, not I a think, lot of people made GI Joe though. But I bet somebody that worked on GI Joe, at least one other person, was in the military. Um, so, but anyway, all that to say, I just I think that that's this theory is too specific of an origin for Cobra, and um, with my limited knowledge. Um, as we've kind of, I mean, you said that Cobra is a blank slate. Michael, you said that Cobra is kind of like a generic bad guy of the 80s. Um, and even generic, dumb organizations um, have some kind of like point or whatever. I don't know. If I, my, my thinking is if this is where they, if this is where they came from, there should be more guidance, vision from the original falling out or whatever happened to continue their motivations forward. And as far as I'm assuming, because this theory or comments don't point to anything else that establishes that of, oh, remember this episode? Where this references this, or they made this comment, or mm, anything mm -hmm. like that, that um, lends credence to this theory, other than simply that however many episodes of the show there are, there are toys, there are comics, 
all of this wealth of content, um, the best they can do is, oh, well, the equipment looks similar. It's just preposterous to me. Not enough there to even okay. consider it. That's unlikely. fair. Thank you. <laughs> I like to be fair. <laughs> um, cool. So we've all rated, mm-hmm. which brings us to this point, my favorite, not always, but sometimes my favorite point in the show. Not that it's <laughs> over, but when I have clever, creative, <laughs> funny things that I find on Reddit, I'm stalling because I didn't write anything. Oh, here we go. Oh, so um, I'm doing this off the top of my head. Michael, have you ever been embarrassed so much that you like do something physically to yourself to not be noticed, like that you can hide? That describes the entire entirety of middle school and most of high school for me okay now (laughs) now laura let me ask you a question have you ever watched a movie like a sequel or something a follow-up and there's been like a really bizarre transformation with a character like why do they look that way why is their costume different why do they have two legs instead of three you know has anything like that but you don't ever have an answer for it's just inexplicable have you ever been there kind of yeah okay so let's merge those together and then we get this fascinating movie detail um about avengers endgame one of my favorite movies Uh, this was pointed (laughs) out actually michael i think you might agree with with this one um this Mm -hmm. was pointed out by the lemmy and they write that the film captain marvel was so bad that Brie Larson changed her hair for Avengers Endgame so that she will be unrecognizable. <laughs> I mean, how else do you explain that haircut? I, yeah, don't, I can't. I don't know. I almost didn't I mean, recognize it. If, if it weren't for the costume, we all, I would have known it was her. <laughs> we all recognize that that's comic book accurate, that that's yeah. how she looks in the comics. However, the transition from Captain Marvel to that we have no explanation for why that happened. Yeah, that's do now. That's... And, and that's not even how she looks in all the comics. Like There are some comics where she looks like she did in the Captain Marvel movie. So there was no and reason sometimes... for them to change. And sometimes she looks like a really strong, brown-headed, brown-haired man with a lightning bolt on his chest. Captain Marvel. <laughs> Captain okay. Marvel, get it? Thanks. Got it. Yes. I get it. I'll got be it. here all the time. If you don't get it then you should join our Patreon so that we can explain it to you in Discord. I'm sure Spencer would love to spend an hour of his day going uh, into detail about the differences between Captain Marvel and Captain Marvel. And Captain Marvel. Don't forget. Don't forget Captain Marvel. Oh, yes. Captain Marvel, too. (laughs) On that note, this has been Fan Theory Queries. I'm Laura. I'm Michael. And I'm Spencer. In our next episode, we ask, are the band members of Marvin and the Starlighters from Back to the Future time travelers? Subscribe to Fan Theory Queries so you don't miss out on that and other fascinating fan theories. Fan Theory Queries is part of the Airwave Media Podcast Network. Visit airwavemedia.com to listen and subscribe to their other fine shows like The Unbiased Science Podcast, The Sit Down, a Mafia History Podcast, And I know what scares you.